Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Prestige Subaru, outfitting Western North Carolina for adventure with the 2019 Crosstrek. Find out how to make it yours at PrestigeSubaru.com. Urban Escape Vehicles, a camper van rental service in Asheville, North Carolina. Get a taste of van life and book your adventure vehicle today. Visit UEVRental.com. And Leapfrog Tours, offering tours and transportation so you can enjoy the beauty, adventure, and culture of Western North Carolina. Find out more at LeapfrogTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel, right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and there'll be podcasts and travel tips and some really great blog posts that are coming in from all over the country, all over the world, really, with information about travel and what you can do when you are looking at um, a trip. So that's speakingoftravel.net. And be sure to sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club to get information about some pretty awesome trips that we're going to be looking at in 2020, one being to Cuba in February. Yes, it is legal to travel to Cuba, and we are going. So visit speakingoftravel.net. You'll find out more information. Sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club and get on board. And remember, you can listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Now, I want you to get ready, Asheville, because Chow Chow an Asheville culinary event is just around the corner. So save the dates. That's September 12th through 15th. It's going to be right up in Pack Square, all over downtown Asheville. This is going to be an awesome culinary festival and not your typical wine and food festival. It is going to be Amazing. So check it out. It's Chow Chow Asheville. That's C H O W C H O W Asheville.com. Well, you know, like so many travelers, I'm just always longing to travel to places that are pristine and aesthetically pleasing locations to really be able to experience something new and beautiful. But unfortunately, these are usually the environments that are the most fragile and susceptible to outside impacts. So how can we do our part in their protection? Well, one sure way is by opting for an ecotourism experience over a conventional tourism package. This way, you're making a conscious decision to reduce your impact. Well, my guest today is Terry Lawson Dunn. She's a wildlife biologist, a conservation educator, an author, an artist. She's worked in the rainforests of Panama, in the swamps of Florida, the mountains of Idaho. She created this ecotourism website called ecotripmatch.com and makes it easier for people to find eco lodges and eco tours all over 
the world in support of conservation. And Terry is here talking to us from Albuquerque, New Mexico, a place she considers her land of enchantment. Terry, welcome to the show. It is so awesome to have you here today. I am thrilled to be here. Well, Thank you. you bet. So, Terry, tell me a little bit about why you decided to create ecotripmatch.com. Like, what was what was going on in your head? <laughs> well, first of all, there's always a lot going on in my head. <laughs> um, well, firstly, I really uh, feel strongly that ecotourism is one of the best conservation tools that we have. Uh, you can tell from my background that I've had a, I started out with a science focus and um, then I sort of gradual, gradually kind of uh, migrated over to conservation education and getting information out to people. Um, all of those are good conservation tools, but I came to believe that really um, having people come visit places that are uh, beautiful and have intact ecosystems and wildlife populations uh, makes it more valuable to the people that are nearby. It takes out some of the competition for other kinds of development that they might choose. It also helps uh, locals with income, and obviously tourists get the benefit of seeing beautiful places and spending time there and feeling more connected to those places. So I feel strongly that ecotourism when well done, eco-friendly and sustainable, is a great conservation tool. But what I started to notice when I was taking people to some of these places, I, I take folks to Panama almost annually, a group, and I was hearing from people that they were having trouble finding those kinds of experiences that were exactly what they were looking for. So sometimes they would find themselves uh, struggling to develop a trip on their own, or they would join a group that was sort of close to what they were looking for, but not really. And so as they sort of searched online for those kinds of ideal experiences in their mind, uh, they would get frustrated, and they were telling me they literally would give up sometimes. So obviously, ecotourism can't work if the tourists are giving up and not showing up. So uh, as I dug a little bit deeper and talked to them more, and I also noticed that sometimes at the lodges I was staying at, there would be people that would show up that whose expectations weren't really in alignment with what was being offered, that uh, there was a, a, perhaps a need for these two sides, the lodges and tour companies and the tourists, to, um, to be better connected. So I developed a website where I actually did all the online digging and communicating with these eco-lodges and eco-tour companies and set it up so that people can use this website to find what they're looking for. So that was the genesis of, of the website, and it it has been quite the undertaking. <laughs> I had never made a website before, uh, but I can tell you that the interactions with these these ecotourism providers around the world as I was developing it and as, as it continues have just been tremendous. It's very positive uh, what people are trying to do around the world to protect the areas where they live. So when people go to egotripmatch.com, there they would find a selection of different types of uh, trips that and resources to put together trips are they guided yeah. different? 
There's there's a number of routes that people can take, and it's evolved over uh, the few years that the website has been up. Uh, originally, it was sort of a, almost like a questionnaire that now has become the travel style quiz on, on the website where people can check off boxes. So starting with if they have a particular region in mind or a particular ecosystem in mind, like they want to go to a polar region or to a tropical rainforest, they can check a box. And then it continues from there. They can... Uh, decide if they want to go somewhere where they don't mind if they need a lot of immunizations and they've got time to prepare or they just want to hop on a plane and go somewhere and not be concerned about that. They also are concerned about whether or not, uh, you know, you need a lot of stamina to, to enjoy the place or how you would get there. Is it difficult to get there? Uh, because some places you are within an hour of an airport, some places you need to take a dugout canoe to get to. <laughs> so I wanted to have sort of a, a thing where you can check off some boxes and then you um, get some results. If, it, if it's on the website, you'll get some results and some suggestions of where to go. Um, and now it's also uh, people can search just for a tour guide operator or uh, they can search for just accommodations, or they can search for a group trip. Uh, and so there's a number of routes that people can go on the website now. Well, it and, sounds... Uh, or just do a plain search. It, yeah, it sounds so um, hands-on, and you are guiding and helping people to be really, uh, find their perfect, as we would say in marketing, find their perfect uh, audience. You're looking to find the perfect uh, components to put together your most perfect trip. And tell us again, the um, the website here is ecotripmatch.com. Correct. Yeah. So so I, it's not ego trip. No, nope. eco. <laughs> people let it slip, right? It's eco. <laughs> so it's E-C-O, um, then trip, and then match.com. Yes, and that was a, that was an interesting uh, mental process to come up with a name for it because I wanted to make sure all three elements were in that um, website name. So eco, obviously for ecotourism, trip, again for travel and tourism, and then match so that people understand that this is not just a listing. Uh, it's really about being able to tailor a search. Perfect. Uh, or for the kinds of things people are curious about um, and are looking for. Thank you, Terry. This is Marilyn Baugh. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be right back with Terry Dunn. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with Leapfrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, Leapfrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at leapfrogtours.com. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. 
It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Live your road trip dreams with Urban Escape Vehicles, a camper van rental service in Asheville, North Carolina. Get a taste of van life with the ultimate all-in-one adventure vehicle. Check us out on Instagram at urban underscore escape underscore vehicles or go to uevrental.com and use coupon code radio to receive a discount on your first camper van booking and we're pet friendly fly me to the moon let me play among the stars let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. We're here today with Terry Dunn. She's a wildlife biologist, a conservation educator. She's an author and an artist. And, you know, here on Speaking of Travel, we're really, uh, our mission here really is to help people uh, understand how to uh, be more sustainable when they travel, to be able to uh, leave no trace, leave a smaller footprint, and support uh, tourism around the world where you can really be a part of a community. And Terry, that's pretty much what ecotripmatch.com is all about. It's, it's 100% of what it's about. I it, it was quite the process to identify eco-lodges and eco-tour companies that were really walking the talk when I started this, because a lot of people are, will use that term to get uh, visitors and bookings, but they're not necessarily backing it up with their actions. And so in, in a way, I always like to look at the positive. And the positive is that calling something eco is now a great selling point. <laughs> but, but the downside of that is if it's not appropriately used, then it can... Um, sort of dilute what the, the, the really good lodges and, and tour companies are doing. So uh, it's an important uh, distinction, and I spent quite a long time uh, screening places that are on the website. Well, let's talk about that for just a moment. I'd like to find out a little bit more about how you personally, Terry, uh, you know, you're a biologist, a conservation educator, uh, you've written a number of books, how did all of this come up for you? Did you travel when you were a kid? And how did this unfold for you? <laughs> it snuck up on me. <laughs> so so I, I did a little bit of travel when I was a kid. You know, I grew up in Southern California, and, and we did the, the family national park sort of circuit some summers. And I had, you know, soaked that up. But, and I always knew that I wanted to work with wildlife when I was a kid. So I started out really my, one of the most fundamental experiences I had was in, in Panama as a pretty young twenties biologist, spending time in the forest doing wildlife research and realizing that um, as much as I loved it, I really wasn't, um, 
making as much of a difference as I wanted to. It was sort of, you know, this research is going to wind up in a, in a document in a library somewhere while the forests were being impacted by um, uh, deforestation and that type of thing. So the pace wasn't right. I wanted to sort of contribute more and I, I like to write and I like to communicate. So I sort of evolved over time into more of the communication end of things. And, but, but as I was doing that, I felt a little bit like I was losing touch with more of the outdoors and I missed Panama desperately. So I one day just thought, well, maybe some people will go with me if I take a group there. And I had usually traveled alone or just with a, a partner or, or a couple friends. But this time I thought, well, let me just see if I can gather up a group of people to go. And it had a tremendous impact on me to, to be able to pull that off because what I experienced was that place through them. So for people who had never done anything like that, they looked through a spotting scope, a, a creature they didn't even know existed, and it just lit them up. <laughs> so I knew there was some real, real value about having a hand in connecting people directly to a place like that. And so so that's kind of how the evolution went for me, is that I, I felt like if I can have uh, find a way to have people have those deeper, more authentic, uh, comfortable experiences in settings, natural settings that they, they have not experienced before, then they, they go away feeling really connected to those places. And I think all of us feel that as travelers, you know, we sort of, I know the places I've been, if I hear that there's some political event or natural disaster or something later on in those places I've been to, it has a different sort of connection to me than somewhere I've never seen. Um, so there's, there's a tremendous impact in travel. So that's where I sort of went from the scientist to the communicator to more of the, the ecotourism uh, angle of things. Um, I just love seeing it through other people's eyes, and I like the sort of group dynamics that happen on trips and the way people bond um, over those experiences. So that's kind of how it, it happened for me. So you've been doing this for a while and have been able to see so many um, positive uh, changes that have been happening. So give me some idea, since your your longevity is uh, in ecotourism, what, what trends have you noticed over all these years that seems to be unfolding? Well, I, there's a couple of kind of categories of things I noticed. One, one is that as I was trying to look for lodges and, and tour companies, I was noticing that a lot of the eco-lodges and eco-tour companies are focused on the southern hemisphere. There's a ton of them, Latin America, Africa. And, and it was surprising to me that there were so many fewer in the northern hemisphere because it really is where a lot of the tours are coming from. <laughs> so, so for whatever reason... Uh, there's just more going on in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, which I'm, I'm glad to see. That's where a lot of the, the areas that need to be protected are, and the pressures are, are greater in those places. Um, I also noticed that a lot of people are looking for sort of those richer, authentic, immersive experiences in places. They want to learn something. 
it's not, there's fewer people that want to go somewhere and just lay on a beach. I mean, there's a, a, a place for that in terms of relaxing and, and that type of thing. But I think people want to come away feeling changed from their vacations. And I, I feel like that's happening more and more. And they also want kind of a, a custom experience, not sort of the mass tourism, everybody's doing it this way kind of experience, but something where they feel like they really get the place. That is such a beautiful place to be. And I'm sure for you, it must be extremely fulfilling and rewarding when you have these experiences and people that you uh, are interacting with who maybe you don't know are now really becoming part of your tribe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I stay in touch with most people that I've that have been on my own trips um, and a surprising number of people that I have met on trips <laughs> that I'm still in touch with. Um, it, it's not just like, you know, spending time in a classroom with people. It's, it's a real um, deep experience for some people. Uh, there, there's sometimes, depending on where we've go, we're going, it's sometimes a little bit on the edge of their comfort zone. And so to feel like they're in good hands and they're, they're experiencing things. And, and frankly, um, sometimes just being with, I, I'm a very small woman. <laughs> so sometimes just seeing that this small woman is, is doing these things that are a little bit, you know, adventuresome to them is, is very um, impactful. Um, <laughs> well, you're... So I think sometimes I have a bit of an impact I don't intend. <laughs> Well, you're having an impact just telling us about it, Terry. I'm telling you, sometimes hearing stories, going to um, your website, eco, eco, com, and being able to look at the resources. And I love the idea of your questionnaire. I actually did that. And it's, good. Yeah, it's very uh, revealing in the information and being able to say, oh, this would be like the perfect trip for me. This is Terry Dunn. We're talking to Terry from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm Marilyn Ball, your host. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm Ann Smith with LeapFrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, LeapFrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at LeapFrogTours.com. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. When you're traveling, bring an extra credit card and keep it in a separate location than your wallet. So just think what happens if you lose your wallet or it's stolen or one credit card is compromised or stops working. Consider the second credit card your backup and only use it in a situation in which, you, in which you can't use your primary card. And then always have a little stash of cash just in case. It's also a good idea to keep information about your credit card with you when you travel. You know, your credit card number and the customer service phone number so you have the information you need should your information be stolen or lost. 
Thanks for listening. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. If you think van life looks like a lot of fun but aren't quite ready to buy a camper van, rent an outfitted adventure van from Urban Escape Vehicles. Awake each morning with a cup of coffee while breathing in fresh air and planning your travels for the day. Check us out on Instagram at urban underscore escape underscore vehicles or go to uevrental.com and use coupon code radio to receive a discount on your first camper van booking. And we're pet friendly. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm excited to catch up with our good friend, Doc Lawrence, as he travels along the Gourmet Highway. Today, Doc's panning for gold and drinking Georgia wine in Dahlonica. Hey, Doc, I know you're having a blast over there on your mountain getaway, and you only had to travel like an hour north of Atlanta. So tell us, why is Dahlonica pure gold? Marilyn? There's gold and wine in these hills. I'm just north of Atlanta, and I bet you've already guessed that I'm in Dahlonega, the popular village and major southern tourist destination. This is where gold was first discovered in the early 1800s, and America experienced its first gold rush. The first U.S. Mint, Maryland, was created here, and it started out stamping those beautiful gold coins you ever find one of those, you'll never have to work again. Today, it's a major museum here in Dahlonega. Tragedy came with gold, fueled by greed, and the state and federal government was complicit in one of the most horrible programs to remove the Cherokees from their land here, Dahlonega's a Cherokee name, and move them to an unknown place called Oklahoma. Yes, that was the Trail of Tears. We must never forget what was done we must honor the memory of the Cherokee and preserve their land as best we can, what little's left of it. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. The Cherokee is part of my own family and my own heritage. But I'm an American, I'm a Southerner, I'm a Georgian, and I love everything here. The program today here in Dahlonega is based on tourism, accommodations, restaurants. While they even have a performing arts center here and live theater, it's as good as anything I've seen in nearby Atlanta. They make wine here and wineries galore, one right after another. And some of them are unusual in that they're made from native grapes, Maryland. The Cynthiana, most notably, which was the red grape of the Cherokee. It's the Cherokee name. It means summer wine. And two of the best that I've found are Tiger Vineyards, and Three Sisters, which is just right around the corner from where I am. This delicious red wine goes with beef or lamb like anything from Europe or Australia or Napa. Festivals abound here in Maryland. They are everywhere. And what better place to have it 
in the heat of summer, in the dog days, than in a mountain town where the air is light, the nights are cool, and yes, places to eat, Maryland, there is no better place around here than the Smith House. The Smith House goes back to the founding of Dahlonega, and it's where I went yesterday to enjoy some genuine Georgia country cooking. I had fried chicken, collard greens, fresh corn, coleslaw, and finished everything off with peached cobbler the way it's supposed to be made. The southern tip of the Appalachian Trail is near here, Maryland, and the accommodations here are varied. You can camp out if you want to, there's plenty of campgrounds, or you can stay in air-conditioned, luxurious facilities if you can afford it. Remember, this is fairly near to Atlanta, so the prices really vary, but it's worth it. Maryland, tonight I'm dining with friends at Wolf Mountain. Now, Wolf Mountain is both a vineyard, winery, and a major restaurant, and I mean major. This is a showpiece. This is one of Georgia's pride and joys, and it should be. They make a sparkling wine here, Maryland, in many variations from dry white to brut rosé that compares favorably to many of the champagnes from France. I know I enjoy them, but let's get back to tonight. I've already pre-ordered, looking at the menu. I'm going to have the smoked beef brisket with bourbon mayonnaise. I can't wait to taste that. I'm going to have some homemade pimento cheese with black eye pea relish and the dessert. I'm going to take their recommendation. And yes, I'm going to have a bottle of Cynthiana with that. And they do sell Jack Daniels here. So I'm going to have me a couple of Jacks and celebrate the wonderful heritage of this great, great Georgia city. So Maryland, I need to go change clothes. And for now, for Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway from wonderful Dahlonega, Georgia, saying goodbye for now, and I'll see you soon in your hometown. Hey, Doc, we'll meet you down there pretty soon for some really fun times and some good wine. Remember, travel slowly. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. My guest, my guest today is Terry Dunn. She's a wildlife biologist, a conservation educator, an author, an artist. And Terry, I have so enjoyed talking to you about your background and how you came to just have a love of helping people create their, their journeys and to be a part of all of that. Give me some idea of some of the eco-tours that you've developed yourself and led. I know you said you go to Panama. Where else do you go? Uh, well, yeah, Panama's sort of been the, the annual trip, which I adore. Um, I, I also took a small group, organized a trip to Botswana in South Africa to basically go on a pretty traditional safari, which was um, unbelievable. I, it's it's otherworldly, impossible to even describe. It's just like visiting another planet. <laughs> um I also took a group to southern Spain uh, for bird migration from Africa, so watching birds come over in, in throngs in Africa, although we did get some pretty amazing winds along with that. <laughs> uh, did a group trip in, along coastal California uh, at a time of year where we could try and see uh, wet whales and also birds. 
and recently developed a trip locally here. A group came out from the East Coast to visit central New Mexico, and that was a really fun trip to put together because it basically was, you know, you have people, what's the most fun things you can put together that are outside for a group of people, and that's what I got to develop. So that was a fun trip. That sounds like um, a really fun love, trip. I do love this place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about where you went in, in New Mexico on this trip. Mm, so we actually, it wound up being sort of a a trip where we were visiting all kinds of, of public lands. So Park Service and National Monuments and uh, Pueblo uh, Indian lands and Bureau of Land Management, World, uh, Wildlife Refuges. So, Bosque del Apache Wildlife Refuge is, is a well known uh, refuge in this region. And um, also, Acoma Pueblo for sort of cultural sites, which is a, a nearly thousand year old continuously inhabited uh, mesa top, uh, which is, is quite impressive to people who've never been here. Uh, lava flows. Uh, it was really very diverse in terms of ecosystem, and then the group also commented quite diverse in terms of weather this year also. <laughs> so this was just in May. We started with a day that was 92 degrees, and a week later we ended up getting snowed on in Santa Fe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which is highly, unusual, highly unusual for late May, but I think, I think there's other places in the country that have had kind of a wild year also. So it was it, we saw something like 130 different species of birds and deer and coyote and porcupine and and uh, met a lot of people and it was it was really a tremendous trip here that sounds wonderful so to get more information to find out how i or anybody could get uh matched up to look at trips that you're taking uh and what else you have your website tell us again uh you it, it's ecotripmatched.com dot com and you can search for things like new mexico or Panama, and you will get uh, some of my tr- descriptions of trips on there. And I'm always developing things. It, it would be really helpful for people to sign up for the newsletter because that's where I'm working on upcoming trips that I'm leading or co-leading and ones that might be under development. And um, I hope to build that up a little bit more, too, because I, I definitely like the part where I get to get away from the computer and, and experience it with people. That sounds perfect. Terry Dunn, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate having you on the show. And this is Marilyn Ball. We'll be right back. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with LeapFrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, LeapFrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at LeapFrogTours.com. 
Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. If you think van life looks like a lot of fun but aren't quite ready to buy a camper van, rent an outfitted adventure van from Urban Escape Vehicles. Awake each morning with a cup of coffee while breathing in fresh air and planning your travels for the day. Check us out on Instagram at urban underscore escape underscore vehicles or go to uevrental.com and use coupon code radio to receive a discount on your first camper van booking. And we're pet friendly. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm Marilyn Ball, your host, and I'm here today speaking to us from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Terry Lawson Dunn, a wildlife biologist and conservation educator. And Terry, you've just been doing a lot of different things. And and I definitely want, I want to, I would love for you to plug your book. Tell us about your books. Oh, well, I have an older book that's out of print that has to do with global environmental issues. But the, the more recent book, and, and this was took quite a while, about five years to develop, and it wound up being a, a team effort, um, is a book called uh, uh, Art of the National Parks. And the genesis of that was I wanted to see, I knew there were some national parks that had a history of uh, art or artists having been part of their establishment, but I wasn't seeing a book where I could see what those pieces of art were altogether. So I brought that idea to a publisher, and they expanded it to artists that are currently working in those parks that had that artistic history. And it wound up being an eight-pound coffee table book. <laughs> so it ended up being pretty big, but I got to visit some of those parks for the first time or for again. And uh, as part of that book tour, and uh, I, it, it just, the images in there are just breathtaking. Well, so I, it was a very fun trip. Very I fun. love that idea. And on your website, too, I just want to mention you have such beautiful pictures. So tell us a little bit about these trips and congratulations on Art of the National Parks. I have a coffee table. I think it's uh, calling out for that book. <laughs> it's a, it needs to be a strong coffee table. A big one. I've got it. So tell me a little okay. bit about these natural... Uh, these nature tour guides and you know you're you've got people they want to go to these um, these areas that are usually you know very fragile and um, uh, susceptible and and uh, sustainable how, who are these guides tell us a little bit about how that is all unfolding well I wanted to highlight the the tremendous effort and knowledge that that nature tour guides need. And I'm talking about local guides mostly, local wherever they are, where they need to be able to answer questions about their country, their region, the plants, the animals, and and be managing a group 
through wild places. And some of these guides are just tremendous people that also sort of give back to their communities and to conservation in other ways. And so I have had interactions with these these wonderful folks, but also I know that they're all over the world. And I really wanted uh, this to be sort of a vehicle for people to understand what ecotourism is and can be. And so I, I thought they off, they're often sort of overlooked in the big picture. So I started a few years ago an award program where I've asked people, um, whether they're lodges or travelers, um, clients, families, friends of uh, some of these guys to nominate them for this award. And I have a panel of judges that narrows it down to five finalists each year. And then those five finalists go up for a global online vote. Um, and the first year w- went better than I even anticipated. But after this third year, there were something like close to 5,000 votes from um, 350 cities around the world. And I had guys from different parts have won different, different parts of the world have won each of the three years. This last one was a guide in Puerto Rico. And uh, he went on to be honored by the governor, um, the guy, the guide last year uh, wound up being in newspapers and TV and radio, and was invited to go different places to do trainings for other guides. So it, it's really been beneficial for them. So if anybody um, is hearing this and knows of somebody who'd be ideal for this award, um, I'll probably start looking for nominations in the fall, and um, you can find uh, find me through the website. Um, I just want people to know and uh, about these wonderful people. Well, that is a, a legacy in the making here, Terry. I mean, you're you're paying it forward and uh, and then really raising the tide for everybody. It's a it's a beautiful thing, and it it's really a movement in a way when you think about it, because we all want to preserve our earth and and our cultures and subcultures, and uh, and this seems like a way that is working. Yeah, it's an easy way for somebody to, to make a difference because you're sort of facilitating um, and, and as you said, um, elevating a, an individual that, or several individuals that, um, uh, you know, can make a, a real impact um, by just having some support behind them. Well, you say that ecotourism is a win-win, and this obviously is a way that that is making that happen. Yeah, um, and they're they're just they're. I mean, I've had guides nominated from everywhere, really, all over Africa, all over Latin America, um, some in North America, and uh, you read these stories, and I, as I see them come in the nominations, I I have to admit. I have cried. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, they, you read it and you feel like, wow, I'm not doing much. These, these people are amazing and doing things with very little. Um, it's impressive. Well, Terry, I can tell you, I feel that way every week when I have a conversation with somebody like you on Speaking of Travel. It's inspiring, and I feel like, oh, my God, what am I doing? These people are doing such great (laughs) things. (laughs) So, Terry, here's my question. Where do you Mm want to go next? What's on your agenda? (laughs) Well, this is a a bit of a surprise, I think. I, in the process of developing this website— Slovenia came on my radar. It's actually, they are doing a lot of eco-friendly tourism-related 
things there. And, um, you know, once I started seeing the pictures coming in from that part of the world, I thought, wow, that is, that is really unlike anywhere else I've been. Um, so it's intrigued me lately. So hopefully I'll get there. Well, for those who are a little geographically challenged, give us an idea <laughs> of where Slovenia is. Yeah, exactly. It used to be part of Yugoslavia, so kind of there in the middle of Europe. Um, at, you know, not a, not a big country, but uh, I think it's, it's a way, my impression is it's a way to uh, visit a more pristine part of Europe. So you sort of got those those big mountains and pristine lakes and and uh, spectacular architecture and, and that type of thing. So, um, but but to be able to do it without some of the crowds, um, and so all the activities you can do outside too, hiking and biking and 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 well, maybe not a, maybe not a dugout canoe, but. Maybe a canoe. <laughs> it sounds wonderful, and we'll look forward to uh, staying tuned in to, to where you're going next and what you have uh, going on and, and joining your newsletter. That is, a, that is a good way to stay in touch, right? And uh, you can mm-hmm. sign up on your, on your website. Tell us again what the website is. It is ecotripmatch.com. I love how it has that little match.com thing going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's not a dating site. I mean, I, I can't promise that, you know, maybe you will meet somebody on one of those trips. That's one right. Of those Like-minded <laughs> but that's not people. The <laughs> I got it. Well, Terry, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really, um, I, I just feel that what we're doing, what, what each of us can do, uh, to find solutions to create more sustainability, more conscious decision making, and you provide those tools and those resources. And uh, I'm just in, uh, as I said, I'm in awe. It's, it's such an interesting journey that you've been on. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, this is people can do something just by showing up. And this, I hope, will help them do that. Well, thanks, Terry. This is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. This is a good week to go out and do some eco travel. Uh, go pitch a tent and camp out in the woods or visit a, a place where you've never been before and try some food maybe that um, somebody's making right there in their own kitchen and serving to you and you're trying new things. One thing that Terry Dunn was talking about was, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, taking a little risk, taking a step. Remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy.